Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Ross. Let me introduce the team, a second-generation gloved artisan and the boy from the wrong side of the tracks come good. Welcome, David. Ross, lovely to see you. Um, yes. It's been a while. Uh, I've just got a quick numbers update for the listeners. Uh, there's more people listening to us than people donating to the Royal Children's Hospital at the end. So, um, <laughs> our numbers are quite large. Actually donating, because there's a lot of people yeah. promising to donate. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 actually, yeah, yeah. And on that point, also make sure you donate to the charity, because it's a good cause. <laughs> All right. It's number one Nathan Lyon fan and our groundskeeping guru. Welcome, Alex. Hello guys, looking forward to a great episode. Hello Alex. We've got some Delta stuff to oh, go I'm through. Sure you do. Too. I'm sure you do. Uh, a man who had said Dave Warner modelled his game on, and our man with his ear to the ground on all things local cricket and club politics. Welcome Michael. Yes, good to hear from you. Yeah, Michael. good to hear from you. Hello gents yeah. from the sunny, sunny Nile West. <laughs> the long, long delays to the sunny yeah. sunny <laughs> Today we come to you from the Twin Studios. The three of us are here in the Alex Doolan Studios, and Mick, as mentioned, is in the Jamie Sidden Studios in Nye West. Hey, good as it to be back together yeah, as a team good. with yeah. our Mick. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> <Dark time>. <laughs> <laughs> this is a big load production brought to you by our sponsors, the Gold Medal Soft Drink Company. Dick Smith, Masters, Pizza Haven, Barnacle Bills, Ollie's Trolley, Bilo, Franklin Supermarkets, Tucker Bag... Pocket Mail, Pay Pocket Mail Me, <laughs> Copper Art, Laserdisc, Flash Drives, and all their podcasts are recorded onto Betamax. Yes. Um, and any, any filming we do is going to be filmed on genuine Kodak film. Uh, I'm just organising a meeting with Kodak through Jimmy Grant, one of our favourite listeners, has suggested to go have a meeting with Kodak and talk to them about a bit more money. So. Did you catch up with any of the um, World T20 scores from overnight? No. No. Oh, I did because I just went onto my phone and got a pocket mail. Oh. <laughs> you bought the device back in the uh, late 90s. My Nokia 3310. Yes. And I just said, oh, pocket mail me. Cricket scores. Yes. That's <laughs> it. That's great. <laughs> uh, first of all, it's over to Mick with standout performances in local cricket. Alrighty, so uh, we'll go around the grounds in local cricket. So we'll start off uh, like we always do with uh, Premier Cricket. We'll start off with uh, Women's Premier Cricket. So uh, they hit grand final week through Women's Premier Cricket in the last fortnight. So they've had all their grand finals. So got a few performances from some grannies. So we've got Corrine Hall made 122 hey. for the Bankstown Sports Women's Cricket Club. So it's a good effort by her. Yeah, also had Chloe Pap- also had Chloe Paparo made 115 red for Midland Guildford Cricket Club in WA. Mighty Midland. Um, so that, yeah, the Mighty Midland. So that, they're always on this Midland. So they must yeah. be a very strong club. So yeah. good on them. So uh, that's the top two girls. So I'll move over to men's premier. So number one was uh, Andrew Perrin, who took seven for 71 <laughs> for Fitzroy Doncaster Cricket Club in their semi-final in Melbourne Premier Cricket. And we also move on over to a bloke called, yeah, called Dan Eugle. I don't know if he's related to uh, old mate Corey Eugle, who bowled the 17 overs, but we'll say 17 <laughs> run over, but we'll say he is. But uh, Dan plays for Rockingham Mandura District Cricket Club in WA, and in, the, in their semi final, he made 158 red. Did you say Rockingham Mandura? Yes. Mandura. Mandura. Yeah. Yeah. Mandarin, maybe even. Yeah. I like my pronunciation better. So, uh, uh, and pronunciation. I'll quickly touch on number three, who's a uh, favourite of the show, the man we have one of our studios named after, Alex Doolan, yeah. made 126 in the uh, Grade Cricket Grand Final in Tassie for the South Hobart Sandy Bay Sharks Cricket Club. If you can find a longer name in cricket, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> So, I didn't catch it on Wiki. Right, so, again. Yeah. No. Um, but ba- George Bailey also plays in that side, and he made 123 as well. Oh, so. A couple of big fish in the small day out for them. Yeah, so they're pretty uh, pretty stacked. The old uh, South Hobart Sandy Bay Sharks Cricket Club. <laughs> pretty stacked at the top of the order. So, I'll just uh, have a bit of a run around the ground as well and just touch on some other performances. Um, 
So firstly, congratulations to one of our favourite clubs, the Box Hill Cricket Club in the Women's Premier First Division in Melbourne, won their third uh, women's grand final in a row. So congratulations to them. Yeah, Had a five-run victory over the Melbourne Cricket Club. So well under Cassie Brock and all the girls down at Box Hill. Good job there. Just on that. Uh, from that... Sorry to take yes. it under. Uh, Cassie actually secured no, her, her second uh, Norm Smith medal, I guess if you want to call it, in a yeah. row. So she was best under again this yeah. year. Good yeah. Heap of wickets. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great job. Well done to Cassie. Good job. Alrighty, so from there I move over to uh, the North Richmond Cricket Club. We play in the Hawkesbury District Cricket Association. So in their grand final, Ben Kane smashed 242 oh. to, uh, help them se- to help them secure the flag over the Hawkesbury Cricket Club. And uh, that was the only double... <laughs> yeah, that was the only double ton hit in Australia in that weekend. So well done to yeah. Ben. Oh, um, Didn't feel good just after got another that. one. That's, I've got another pretty good one here. Um, from the Laidley Districts Cricket Club. So they won three premierships in three different grades, which, you know, that's pretty good. But, you know, a few clubs have done that over the journey. The thing that makes them um, impressive is that in each premiership, there was a player who took a hat-trick. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's a pretty good feat by them. So they play in a league up in Queensland, so well done to those boys. I didn't name the three boys in the photo, so I can't give them a shout-out, but well done to them. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I want to have a bit of a plug out to a, um, to another side who has a great achievement here. I just want to quickly run through it. So um, so in so in last year's season, the 2014-15 season, Washington Park Cricket Club needed to win their last three matches to avoid relegation um, from the SECA, which is the uh, South East Cricket Association in Melbourne, top division, which is called the Longmuir Shield, which yeah. they did. So they won their last three games last season to avoid relegation. Yeah. This year, they completely turned their um, season fortunes around and they actually won the granny and they actually beat East Sandringham Boys Cricket Club in the granny, which is the club that Hodgie was playing for. Oh, right. Yeah. So, uh, so, so a great job to them. And that's actually... Um, Rob Their first club, uh, Longmuir Shield in 26 years. The first horse field. What well, was that, Rob? Rob Quiney's club, Washington Park. Yeah. Mm. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, yeah Washington yeah. Park. Do they call it the Generals or? I think Washington too. <laughs> 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 Probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just another quick one before I move on. I know I've been a bit long, but I've got another one. In the, so in the semi-final in um the. Uh, down in Melbourne, it's a lot of these are in Melbourne, but yeah, the Diamond Creek, Creek Cricket Club bowled 110 consecutive dot balls. Oh, unbelievable. In their semi final. Stonewalling to the So for 110, 110. So for 110 balls, which is close to 20 overs, yeah, yeah. the Riverside Cricket Club didn't make any, so Riverside Cricket Club didn't make a run. Yeah, At the 30 over mark of at the 30 over mark of this game, the Riverside Cricket Club were one for two. <laughs> <laughs> you'd think you'd just kick a couple That's of That's what we semi finals. Boring. Yeah. yeah. I know it's still yeah. a ball getting the league by, but at least you're scoring. Yeah. Like, just kick one away. Yeah, and I know. Down the pitch. Or take that yeah. by. Yeah. Or just charge <laughs> down the pitch and smack you over his head. Do something different. Uh, now, Mick, yeah, or just have a friggin' crack. <laughs> I think there's something you didn't want to have talk about that I want to bring up. Yeah, okay, so uh, as I have in the last few weeks, I'm going to talk about something I don't really want to talk about because it's an utter disgrace, but we'll talk about it. <laughs> okay, so in the Box Hill District Cricket Association, which is based in the inner eastern suburbs of Melbourne, we've had what can go down as probably one of the probably one of the most terrible things I've ever read about in cricket. <laughs> and these clubs should be ashamed. Was it a man can? Yeah, well, so, um, Did someone take so, a run no, the no, pad and win the game? Can. So... No, no, it's worse. It's far worse than that. <laughs> far worse than that. Alrighty. So the clubs involved are the Manningham Cricket Club and the Sindel Cricket Club. Yeah, now what these what these yeah. guys did? Yeah, Sindel Tallyo. So what happened was is they got to the end of their match, which is a grand final, and the scores were tied. So instead of whichever club had the higher, highest position on the ladder or whatever, trying to work out some way of coming up with it. They said, no, we're happy with that. 
Let's share the premiership. Say it's that again, Michael. Disgrace. Say that again. What happened? Yeah, so so they, they had a tied grand final and they got together and decided that they would share the premiership. Oh, that's <laughs> made the even, and to even make this even more oh. farcical <laughs> is that they have a joint premiership photo of the two clubs. <laughs> this is very much Brendan McCullum's influence, I think. The old spirit of cricket. Ah, Brendan McCullum. This is what Brendan McCullum has brought he's our great it. game to. He's lost it. Um, how do they... Brendan McCullum's taken the game... Go, Mick, go. You go. Okay, well, I was okay, going Brendan ask... McCullum's taken the great game... Go, Mick, go. <laughs> Joys of Scott. So, Brendan <laughs> McCullum has taken the great game of cricket that involves West Indian bloke bowling short try taking each other's heads off and turned it into this. Brendan McCullum should be banned from all cricket worldwide. <laughs> I was just going to yeah, say, you, Alex. how did they um, give each other a, a guard of honour? How did both teams give each other a guard of honour at the same time coming off the ground? I don't understand how you could do it. Oh, this sort of Reminds me of an episode of Oprah. You know, everyone gets a car. This is the grand final where everyone gets a medal. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a medal. You get a medal. You get a medal. I actually think they might have gone the other way with that. I think they might have said, well, you guys are making a farce of this and just threw the medals in the bin. And said, no one gets so, did you see the photo of them all with their medals after the game? Well, that's the thing. That none of them have a medal in the photo. Oh, okay, so they, in the photo, were they happy or were they all just stony-faced, like, get me out of here? Because that's what I would be like if that happened. No. Like, this is crap. Sadly enough, sadly enough, these blokes all look happy, which is a bit of a worry. If my captain so what decided, I say to these two... If my captain had decided that, you know, we're just going to tie this grand final and share yeah. it, I would stab him in the throat. <laughs> I'll go, no, we're getting out there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Or yeah. something. Come back next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd quit the club immediately. <laughs> I'd go play for Rosetta. That would never happen at Rosetta. They would go, no, we're playing until oh, yeah. there's a winner. Yeah. It'd be like tennis. Um, It'd be like tennis, you know, in the last set. Rosetta would play for 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> that bloke with a big nose. Oh, thank you, Mary. That's all right. <laughs> Cute little um, Entrees entering the studio. Yes. Yes. Much appreciated. Canapes just being placed out on the table. Catering's good in the old door studio. Yes, it's a funny way to finish a grand final. Not to finish it. Oh. <laughs> Imagine the big grudge match next year when they oh. come back and hug it out with each other. Have a care bear. Can you the 10 year reunion? Always get together and just like, what a great game. Oh, remember that time? Yeah. Remember how we all just loved cricket that day? Remember how no one won with us? Good times. Oh, the best of times. It's the best tied cricket match someone's ever been to, apparently. That's a quote I read on Facebook. Oh, really? Because everyone was so care bear at the end. Just happy. Just yeah. Devoid of all emotion. Roscoe? Yes. I heard it was a once in a lifetime event. Good times. This is nihilist comedy coming uh, I believe so. I believe so. There's a bit of that going around. Like, YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going, cricket life, L Y F. Yeah, 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 a bit of that going on. That was very comprehensive as always. And funny. Yes, and very funny. Uh, I don't think I've laughed so much at local cricket until now. Well, I've got a little update. Uh, Castlemaine District Cricket Association. Barkers yeah. Creek won the A-grade premiership. Barkers uh, Creek. Barkers Creek. Oh, Barkers Creek. should take a can off. Take one of the cans off. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Take one of the cans off. Take the cans off. Take the cans off. 
So did they, did they have a problem with Barker's eggs down at Barker's Creek? I think they find Barker's eggs in the shaking trees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is turned into an in-joke podcast all the time. Oh, yeah, we're pretty good at it. Anyway, they, they made 199, yeah. 77 overs all out, and bowled out uh, Muckleford. <laughs> for 133 and I caught the last two wickets it was quite impressive so, no, <laughs> watching good catches yeah, yeah it's a good catch it's slick yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, really, uh, before we move on can I just quickly touch on another grand final actually yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I just want to give a shout out well I am in the uh, great town of Nile West so the Nile District Cricket Club who took out the A-grade Premiership in the Swan Hill District Cricket Association hey. so they played uh they played Swanhill RSL in the uh, grand final. So RSL bowled uh, Naya out for 121 and probably would have thought that in the box seat until the Sunday when um young chap by the name of Joel Walsh, Joel Walsh rocked in and took 70, sorry, 70, seven for about 30-odd and won Naya the game. Oh, so, uh, so they defended 121 and won the, won the grand final. So, so good work for them. So Naya take home the Michael Carenti Shield, mate. Yeah. Yes, yeah, the Carenti Cup between uh, Swanhill and uh, Swanhill RSL and Nye District, my two former clubs. So uh, Nye District got home in that one. Yeah, beautiful. Very good. Good to hear. Uh, we move now over to Premier Cricket. And two weeks ago, it was a big week of quarterfinals. Uh, Fitzroy Doncaster defeated Northcote. Mm-hmm. Melbourne did a job on Carlton. Oh. Uh, Paran reversed, uh, did a reverse outright Bullshit. on Monash Tigers. Yes. Yes. Whoa, whoa. yes, and uh, Ringwood defeated Camberwell Magpies. An interesting note on Camberwell Magpies, they had all four of their grades playing quarterfinals yeah. in the first week of the Premier Cricket, oh. and all four grades lost. <laughs> <laughs> Is that because the Bulldog uh, was out of order? Is yes, apparently it was too full on the Thursday night. They got a bit happy and threw a few paper cups and <laughs> trough lollies in yeah. it. And it wasn't functioning on the Saturday and the Sunday, and the players, you know, didn't know, didn't know where all... to go for inspiration. Yeah, yeah. no morale, please. <laughs> <laughs> and then to put a little bit of salt in that wound of Camberwell, yeah. um, uh, Melbourne were playing Ringwood but couldn't play at the Albert Ground because of the Grand Prix. Yeah. So they played at Camberwell. Oh. Just to rub a little bit of salt yeah, in the sea. You we we know your ground's free because yeah. all your teams lost finals yeah. last week. Yeah. And uh, that was an interesting game. Um, Melbourne were bundled out for about 119, I think it was, and Ringwood were done for 126 at Stumps on day one. Jeez. And uh, Melbourne conceded. Don't bother coming back for day yeah, two. And then another team reversed outright in some way. Like, That's right. Uh, I'd be furious with my captain and leadership group. Oh, group. I'd be, I'd be like, that stuff, you're going to go play for Rosetta. We'll play at the game. <laughs> They're playing at the highest level of local <laughs> cricket. Play at the highest level. Like, you, can, you can earn a lot of money at Rosetta. Oh, an ex-district player. Yeah. Um, why wouldn't you go to the edge? Like, you, no, you do it purely for the chance to play for Australia, I assume, is why you play yeah. district cricket, right? Yeah. Yes, I'd say so. But you don't earn a lot of money, you can go play at a lower level, and you're not going to play out the game. Yes. Play out the full amount of overs. Obviously, they don't love cricket. Yeah. Just hate what, cricket. Why, why wouldn't you, you want to go field for another eight <laughs> overs? Just say, back up 500. Why not? What else are you going to do? Yes. I know it's yeah. hugely unlikely they would have won or got yeah. anywhere near it. Yeah. And it might have got called off 30 yeah. overs into the next day yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Right. But Team. you've got to give it a crack. Right. You've got to get out there and yeah. at least field for three hours. Oh, yeah. definitely. <laughs> you've definitely got to have a go. Declare, like, just conceding is taking all the fun out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Fitzroy Doncaster did a job on Paran. Now, Mick, you mentioned uh, earlier Andrew Perrin and his yep. efforts taking seven for 71. And um, I've got a little bit of uh, a lowdown on how he came to take that um, 7 for 71. Um, Steve Seymour, this is some quotes from Andrew Perrin. Um, Steve Seymour was giving Trent Lawford a bit of his own medicine. Him over the houses, five Uh. or ten minutes went past. Peter Dixon and Ejaz Alavi jumped the fence and couldn't find the ball, he said. I said, this is Andrew Perrin, I said, oh, hold on. This ball is reverse swinging. We need to find it. <laughs> the umpire is looking for a new one. So I ran over there, jumped the fence, and there was a big bush on the top railing of the fence, and the ball was somehow sitting 
on top of the fence under the bush. Oh, wow, what a story. <laughs> Ejaz was getting abused by the neighbours because he was in their yard. They were not impressed at all. <laughs> it was all happening. <laughs> So I grabbed the ball and we were right. <laughs> what do you mean they were right? They weren't wrong or they were okay? <laughs> Lions coach Mick O'Sullivan reckons the case of the missing ball gave Perrin, who's battled with injuries this season, some energy in his biggest spell since Christmas. Quote, he had it on a string. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Perrin. Yeah, well, in fairness... I know when I have to go over the fence looking for my crap when I've been bowling garbage, it really fires me up to bowl the next over. <laughs> Back to Perrin. Quote, it gave me a bit of a rest, five or ten minutes off. I'd bowled ten or eleven straight at the end. I struggled. Both my hammies cramped and my calves, and I thought, geez, I hope I don't have to bowl another over here, but lucky we got the run out the next over. God, this is so riveting. <laughs> you look around... And there's 10 blokes you've had an enormous year with and you don't want it to end there, so you do whatever you can to get the boys over the line. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a Glen Archer story. It's lucky old mate Perrin doesn't play for Melbourne because they would have called it off when it went in the tree. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because, quote, Dicko's been there, done that before. Yep. Timmy Sheehan's played in a few, so we'll really bounce off those guys. And Mick O'Sullivan's obviously been around forever and seen and done everything, so we'll rely on him for a lot of advice as well. Okay. The carrot's been dangled in front of us all year, and finishing top, there's a lot of extra pressure in the final series. The last two games have been super hard. So to now be there in the final, we're wrapped. But we're one win away from glory now, and we're all pretty excited. Yeah, of course. Oh, really. Yeah. Well, that's a surprise. Yep. Yes, and on the other side of the coin, there's David King. What, the AFL commentator? David? No, David King, the 25-year-old Ringwood player, oh. who's playing in his fifth uh, um, Premier Cricket final. He Jesus, played 25? Yeah, he played as a 17, 18-year-old. He opened the batting in Ringwood's back-to-back flags in 07, 08, and Ooh. 08. 09, and he played in their 12-13 defeat and uh, he also played in last year's title so this is his fifth um, fifth crack at it fifth crack at it yeah so Roscoe Mm. has has he played any futures or anything this bloke because obviously Uh, he's he's there about it said he's played um, first class cricket yeah so okay yeah Um, so the key players uh, for Ringwood will be um, Captain Tom Stray King the vice captain Joe Lurum and Brendan Walsh, and they've got lots of experience in grand finals. And King is the competition's leading run score with 850 runs, Shit. and he's also taken 21 wickets. Oh, well, yeah. Yep. Jesus. Yeah, so uh, that's what's happening there. He's got some quotes, but they're not as good as Andrew Perrin's. <laughs> well, I'm going to our man, Al Wise, captain of the Monash Tigers, former Victorian bowler. He said, evenly matched, uh, quote, sorry, evenly matched, but Ringwood will win. Yep. They have the experience and extra roundness. Mm. So they're a bit more rotund? Or... Yeah, I need that cricket. extra roundness. Yeah, they need to be cricket fit. Yeah. It's surprising that Ringwood's rounder when uh, Fitzroy Doncaster Shrek. Yeah, it's Trent Crawford, yeah. yeah. Right. Anyway, they have the experience pretty round. extra roundness <laughs> to assess and know exactly what they have to do. Yeah. So the roundness helps with your assessment. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, okay. Bowlers win finals and the conditions will suit them. But if Ian Holland doesn't play, it will be more of a challenge. So Ian Holland's... The key man, apparently. Yeah, key man, yeah. Yeah. Man of the match, David He's the cricket recruit, isn't he? Yeah, he's the cricket recruit, yep. Yep. Yeah. So, um, uh, My Sport Life will stream the grand final. So you can catch up with that. Ah, Yep. And also there's, of course, the, the... Premier first grand final is Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the seconds and thirds and fourths are also on, but they're just Saturday, Sunday, two-day yeah, grand okay. finals. 
Melbourne Uni take on St Kilda at the Albert Ground in the seconds. Uh-huh. In the thirds, it's Melbourne Uni versus the Monash Tigers at Princess Park in Carlton. Mm, and nice. fourths, oh. it's uh, Dandenong versus Carlton out at Casey Fields. And uh, apparently Brock McLean wasn't able to travel out there. Yeah, yeah no, had so his sword. And He was hoping for an inner city fun. location. Yeah, 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 yeah. Windy Hill. Yeah, yeah. Marathon. <laughs> wasn't to be, so poor old Brock misses out there. So who do you like, Ross? You, you got a favourite? Oh, I'm going for Fitzroy Doncaster. They're yeah. top all year. Uh, they've dominated, and they've got um, Brian Dawson out there supporting yeah. them. So yeah. They're, they're pretty good. Smoky factor. What about you, Vic? Do you, who do you like? Uh, Fitzroy Doncaster for the smoky factor, and yeah. also for the they got more. They got more. They're more shrektastic. Yeah, yeah, Ringwood, because yeah. they've got Lawford. So, well, yeah. I'll go with Ringwood then, because they've got the extra roundness. Mm-hmm. Don't forget. Why is cool? Yeah. Don't forget about the roundness. Give. Yeah, Ringwood for me too. Yeah, yeah the roundness is the key. Yeah. 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 Forget about the bowlers and their talent. Yeah. 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 Speak, speaking of roundness, does the Ringwood David King have the same amount of roundness as the former <laughs> North Melbourne David King? Does he, does he have the same amount of roundness on the bald spot of his head as well? <laughs> <laughs> Sled. <laughs> In case I missed it earlier, that Fitzroy Doncaster Ringwood first eleven Premier Cricket final is at the Junction Oval. Oh, nice. ah, the, the junk. junk, the junk, down at the junk. Loves the junk. Yep. Yeah, so that's our um, comprehensive, comprehensive yeah. rap preview yeah, of yeah. Um, Premier Cricket that goes out to dedicated to Tip Medley, yeah, from, yeah, uh, that's Premier Cricketer. <laughs> yep. Um, and we now move over to our first special segment. It's over to Alex for Groundskeeping Corner. All right, guys. Guess what I'm doing this week? I put a bit of a bit of a sizzle up on the uh, Facebook page about what I'm covering in this uh, topic. Pitch covers. Oh, very, God. very important to a groundskeeper and or curator and their staff. Best friend. And every cricketer, really. Yeah. And every supporter of cricketer and administrator. Mm. Very important. Yeah. You stuff up the ground covers when the rain comes down, game over. Mm. If you stuff up the ground covers during the week at a uh, grade three club match, don't play. Mm. Very important. So, what are the ground cover- covers, you ask? There's no. many different types, guys. I didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> Hessian undercover is very important, especially in Australian climates, because it stops Clines. sweating on the climate. Climbs. So what you know, the hessian goes underneath the normal cover yep. on top of the pitch to stop sweating and condensation on the pitch. Yeah, right. Yeah, so you don't want that because otherwise you've got to wait for about you know ten minutes after it's finished raining for the sweat to go off the pitch because it's damp, ball skids through, the ball the makes indents into the pitch, yeah, makes the pitch softer. You don't want that happening. Um, <clears throat> just a bit of background on hessian. Or burlap. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit of background on it. <laughs> Is it interwoven strands of material? Well, it's woven fabric, usually yeah. made from the skin of the jute plant. Oh, Ooh, jute plant. Well, yeah. Jute. Or sisal fibres. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yep, it may, which may be combined with other vegetable fibres to make rope, net, or similar products. Gunny cloth is <laughs> similar in texture and construction to hessian. Do they ever use gunny cloth? No, never. <laughs> Why it doesn't stop sweating. Uh, yes. uh, it promotes sweating. It uh, it's like wearing a garbage bag when you do exercise. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Used by jockeys to get down to their riding weight. Gummy cloth. Yeah. So tell us more about these covers. Um, okay, well, I'm, I'm moving on to the uh, next set of covers we'll, we'll cover. Hey, uh, bit of a cover joke there. Yeah, Us crowds keep going a bit crazy with those. No. Yeah, good Nick. Um, standard covers, right? So these are usually the white polyethylene covers that they drag out over the rest of the pitch or pitch square. What um, chemical compound is polyethylene? Uh, no idea. <laughs> is it a compound? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. So some organic chemistry. <laughs> what other things? <don't> <laughs> They're always waterproof. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> So these are the these are the ones that you'll see Australian curators use. So they'll run out the hessian in the so they'll drive out that little cart thing with the hessian in. They'll dump that on first, pull out the stump, dump the hessian on. Then they'll pull over the larger polyethylene cover over the top to protect the um, pitch, the run-ups, and the squares. Uh-huh. <coughs> um, I've been reading into this, and it's um, very important to use the correct pegging method and pegs to peg down your covers. 
So you don't want ripping or tearing in your pet in your cupboard. So what what a really great thing to use apparently is recycled valve stems. What's a valve stem? No idea. It's in a car, <laughs> I think, because they go to go to a car racket to get it. Ah, right. So they're a perfect shape apparently. They're long lasting. They're strong. But you could could you, never... not, you couldn't use tent pegs. No, because they promote ripping because they're too thin. So you only use some thick plastic sort of. Oh yeah, the there. plastic pegs. Yeah, so you can't use those. Can't use those big monster pegs they use for circus tents. <laughs> but you need a strong man to hit a bit though. So yeah. Or an elephant's foot to put on it. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, genius. You could use you could use pegs or you could use sandbags and stuff. So oh, yeah. cricket pitch cover companies sell sandbags. A bit more expensive yeah. than pegs. I used to play footy with a bloke. Yeah. And because he'd just stand in the forward pocket all day, his yeah. nickname was Sandbags. <laughs> <laughs> was he was he rounded as a person? Yeah, he was rounded. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> Um, the, st- the third type of cover, right, is full ground covers, often used by the Asian countries where you get 40 blokes just to run out the cover over the entire ground. <laughs> yes. It's just this big pile of like covers on one end of the ground. As soon as one drop of rain, bang, 50 blokes scream out to the ground and drag it. I love it. It's just yeah, great. They cover every blade every, of grass. Yeah, exactly. It's well, smart. Really. Conditions yeah, the Asian yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just genius, I think. Like, why, you know, I have to get the super software out for 10 hours all the Australian grounds, the rope, rope yeah, yeah, drag the yeah. rope around to get yeah. the dew off or something. If you don't, we don't have to bother in Asian countries. Just put a yeah. thing over the entire thing. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, it's be, in fairness, because in Asian countries, if you didn't ca- cover the whole outfield, it looked like um, Punt Road in the 70s when it rained. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true, true. Drainage is not what it is yeah. in Australian grounds. Yeah. Um, guess how much just a standard cover goes for? Ooh, 40 bucks. bucks. Well, thousands, Ross. Yeah, ten by twenty-five meters, one thousand bucks, just for the bit of polyethylene tarp. Yeah, Unbelievable. Not even I think because it's got to be really it's light. Because if you've got a heavy tarp, yeah. you wouldn't be able to lift it or drag it anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. and usually made of like really slippery surfaces too, so easy to drag. Mm. Mm. Less they use a slip and slide as well. Yes, you can. I guess that's yeah. what they do with the yearly break up for the groundskeeping staff. <laughs> they just get piddled and just yeah. slide so, across. Yeah. So they, they wouldn't have Christmas parties though because that's no, middle of cricket since yeah. they have Easter parties. They'd be now. Yeah, yeah. yeah they'd be going the end of the season. Right they'd be now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that'll be, be wild that the Shield Finals on now at yeah. Easter. Yeah. It's like, oh, they ruin our Easter party. Yeah. Well, the people in like Queensland and Victoria, they could have yeah. been like, they're 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 Easter party. Yeah. yeah, that's true. All yeah. the South Australian jiggers have to wait another week. Yeah. And you know what's great for dragging covers? Tell me, people, people. Car seatbelts. Oh. Oh. Curators spend a lot of time at car wreckers, I reckon. Yeah, car seatbelts work perfectly for well, I thought you were going to say 47 Indian blokes. Yeah, true, that's good too. Another huge advancement in pitch coverage go. technology, as you might have seen it in the ashes and my bit of sizzle, is the, the mobile cricket pitch cover. So it's on wheels, it's a frame, usually a dome or triangle shape. And you just wheel it out over the top of the pitch. No need for Hessian. Not going to sweat under there because nothing's actually touching the pitch. Genius. I don't know why every ground doesn't have these. How much do they go for? 17 grand's the cheapest. 17? Yep. That's not bad. I know. And if you're like, paying a thousand bucks for a normal bit of... Yeah. Um, yeah, tarp. without the burlap. Just tarp. Yeah. So, you've got to add in the burlap. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't even, I haven't even cost the burlap sack. Yeah. So, Hessian. Yeah. That's yeah. a great investment. And the, oh, no. I think they've been in England for about 15 years. They're not yeah. you know, really new. They've had them yeah. for a while. It yeah. does rain a lot there, so they do. Yeah. Yeah, well, the, so. You think, yeah, they should be the front runners in uh, cover technology in England. Because they weren't yeah. so fucking miserable. Yeah, exactly. So I just don't understand why Australia doesn't use it. Maybe because it's not as dry as the outdoor. It just doesn't rain that much. Yeah, true, but like, it, you might save you 10 minutes of a game, like having to uh, pull out all the covers, no, you, know, you just wheel a thing out on top of it, you drag it behind the truck, done. You should speak to your contacts in the, mm. um, yeah, Ken Mitchell Jr., the Messiah, yeah. and yeah. see why he doesn't want to yeah. use the Messiah. Well, he's not the Messiah. Let's yeah. 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 He's the Messiah. Ken um, Mitchell's the Messiah. You've got uh, yeah, old yeah. BSCG. Oh, he's right Parker. up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Parker, yeah. he's he's got another title, and then there's the patron saint. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Speak to Les. Go straight to the top. I might write a blog post about it on our new website. Yeah. Just a bit of yeah. Judging, um, judging by James Sutherland. Yeah. Yeah. Judging by what we learned from Keith Mitchell last time, Gin spoke about him. When asked about, it, I'm guessing his answer would just been no. Yeah, <laughs> get fucked. <laughs> but why are you speaking to yeah. me? Yeah. I'm the Messiah. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you get in my office? Yeah. <laughs> 
Don't I have a restraining order out on you? Step into my office because you're fine. And the last one here, which I was just looking into, was very interesting. Last cover, so I'm keeping this quick, guys. He's pretty happy. Um, wicket growth covers. So in the winter months. I'll be very quick, Ross. I'm sorry. Um, wicked growth cover. So in the winter months, not a lot of sunlight around, especially in um, England and the northern climates. It's just a pretty much just a clear piece of uh, plastic you yeah. put over your thing, promotes sunlight, mm. enhances the sunlight, and also heats up the turf and the ground to promote grass growth in the winter mm. months. Mm. Yeah. So, so like a very good investment. Yeah, yeah. Good investment for your cricket square. That was pretty yeah, good. That was quicker than normal. So yeah. Yeah. Want some Did you learn anything, guys? Not really. No, any no. questions? No. I have a question, Alex. Yes, Michael? Is there any truth to the rumours that Captain Carlton's working on hovercraft covers? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I cannot confirm nor deny oh, those rumors. Ah. Hit a raw nerve there, Mick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was good, Alex. Yeah, thanks, guys. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, uh, thanks, Alex. We move now from groundskeeping to state cricket and Futures League cricket named its player of the tournament, and no surprises, it was Nick Larkin. We mm -hmm. mentioned last podcast. Yeah. Yeah. The man. Six hundred and odd runs in six matches. Very good. good in Shield Cricket, was a fascinating last round of Shield Cricket. South Australian Tassie met at the Glenelg Oval. Yep. Uh, Tim Painter's opener uh, experiment ended. <laughs> 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 and Tasmania won the toss, elected to bat, and bowled out for 91. Oh. Chad Sayers, 7 for 46. Yeah. Cool. Back from his zero wickets after coming back yes, from his international stint. Roared back into yes. life. Um, South Australia went for quick runs. Uh, Travis Head made 192 off 176, oh. and they made 346, and then bowled Tassie out for 177 at just in the shadow of stumps on day two, and they won by an innings and 78 runs. Fantastic semester. Well, way. Yeah. So that uh, skyrocketed. South Australia took 8.96 points. They skyrocketed Ooh. the top of the Shield table yeah. and stayed there through a nervous two days. Oh, yes. Oh. Queensland lost to Western Australia. Very poor effort by Queensland. <laughs> um, bowled out for 140 on their first innings. Um, James Hope played his last Catch. game. Three yeah. for 60, well, 45 runs in his final innings. Oh, just and, a standard Hope's game, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm. Not great. Guard of honour. Yeah. Yes, oh, got a guard of honour. Yeah. Do we approve, guys? No. Yes. Yeah, for Catfish. Yeah, for Catfish. Catfish. He, wasn't, he wasn't chaired off, so it was okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah he just walked off waving. Yeah. I mean, Western Australia got seven points, Queensland only one, yeah. and ruined their chances of making the shield. Was the point. flying lasagna playing for Queensland? Sorry? Flying lasagna? Was he yeah, playing he, for Queensland? Uh, he was back in. Manus. Manus, lovely shagney. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Victoria and New South Wales met in Alice Springs, mm. and um, the winner was going to play in the shield finals. Who yeah. was that? Um, Victoria, uh, shocking in both innings, batting wise, but. Mm. Um, they needed 269 to win with a day to play, but they slumped to three for seven. But uh, it was five and a half hours of patient grind from Cameron White, yeah. 97 not out off 253 balls, and then Scott Boland, 34 not out off 82 balls. Uh, the Vicks got the draw. They denied um, New South Wales the full points yeah. and collected two themselves, so that was enough to get them into the final. Did you see the, um, some of the field settings towards the end of that game? Yeah. <laughs> Nathan Lloyd's Slips and yeah. 400 bat pads. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> yep. The old dead bat bolo, eh? Yeah. The old stonewall bolo. Got his big frame behind everything. Just let it hit him. Yeah. So the final is uh, starts tomorrow. Mm, it's Victoria versus South Australia sorry, versus Victoria at Glenelg Oval. You're driving over, David, yep. I believe. Yeah, can't wait. I'll be uh, straight out of the Alex Doolan Studios. Straight into the salubrious surrounds of a uh, nice little Holden Caprice. <laughs> And I'll, oh, be, I'll be crossing the border into Keith, <laughs> get a nice fried chook, and uh, on the way to Glenelg Oval. Can't wait. Just sleeping in the car at Glenelg Oval yep, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful car. Why well, would yeah. I sleep anywhere else? Exactly. Yeah. Beautiful <laughs> place to go to sleep, you know. Mm. See the stars in Glenelg. I've got a dream catcher hanging from my rearview <laughs> mirror. And, uh, I'll be ready to go. Fellas, don't worry about that. Uh, you should check out the... Um, Scoreboard at Glenelg because I managed to catch a little bit yeah, of the stream yeah. in the last game, and um, they had the standard, uh, the big cricket scoreboard with all the lists of names like at uh, the Adelaide Oval, yep. but it was on ground level, mm -hmm. and the camera would film the action, 
uh, at the pitch and then in the end of the over swing around to the scoreboard and the bloke would walk around in front of the scoreboard and change all the information <laughs> and go back and sit down in his seat and then he'd finish the camera go back to the centre so, no, yeah, that real old guy too? oh no he's oh. fairly young just a loser yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's is that why you're going over Dave? yes yeah I'm going to go help old mate with the scoreboard yeah, yeah. Yeah, just take a few photos, can you? Yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll post them on the Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. excellent. Uh, there's a few um, All-Star, Australian Cricket Association All-Star and um, winners and other stuff <laughs> named for the Shield season during the week. Um, Travis Head was named the Shield Player of the Year. Yeah, the Sheffield Shield Player of the Year. Yep. That's, I think that's fairly accurate. What do you make? Yeah, 699 hundreds? runs. It's 38. At 38, so not a great oh. average. Including three centuries, but each of the centuries he made one matches. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so yeah but with that, but not with consistent. that being, yeah. so now go for it, Nick. With that being said, he was only about sixth place on the actual run scorers total. That's right. Yes. And Big Joe Meany, many took forty-eight wickets mm. for the year. I think so. Yeah. I reckon he's a bit stiff. With Travis Head, like Ross was saying, I think you know when he played well, it was in match-winning situations. He, he so won yeah, match it's always going to get you. Off his own he did yeah. beat up on Tassie yeah, last but year. he won two yeah. other, the two other games. He won for them from really dire situations. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But he also only made about fifty more runs than Travis Dean. Yeah, and like we, right. we wouldn't see the argument Travis Dean should have won it. No, yeah, that's no. true. But okay. in fairness, in but the reality is too like there's. I think Travis Head's dad was one of the people voting, so... Oh, yeah, fair enough. Nepotism, yeah. yeah. Nepotism. I think it's related to Rob Marshall, my dad. Yeah, that's... Yeah, because Rob Marshall's real name's Richard Head. Uh, <laughs> very good, mate. So here is the Sheffield Australian Cricket Association Sheffield Shield All-Star Team of the Year. Mm-hmm. Cameron Bancroft from WA is opener. Yeah, yeah. Ben Dunk, yeah. 800 runs. Leader yeah, runs yeah, yeah, yeah. Cameron yeah. Bancroft made 700. Matt Renshaw was the one who was a bit stiff there, Queenslander, who um, made a couple more runs in Cameron Bancroft, but yeah. uh, missed out. Curtis Patterson from New South Wales at three. He's had a solid year. Yeah. Travis Head at four. George Bailey, second leading run scorer in the competition at yeah. five. Jake Lehman yeah. at six. Oh, the moustache. Yeah, Chris Hartley uh, as the vice-captain at seven and got the gloves on. And then no spinner. They went for four pace bowlers. Joe Many, Joel Parrish, Jackson Bird, and Scott Boland. Yeah, right. big one. And James Hopes was the uh, 12th man. Is that just like a... um, Yeah, token. Have a token. Because he was out of the side for Queensland for a long time this year, wasn't he? No, he played nine games. In the Sheffield Shield? Yep. Uh, Yep. Must have been the Matador Cup where he didn't play. Yeah, maybe. The interesting... Oh, he didn't play Big Bash. Big Bash. Yeah. The interesting one is Joel Parrish there. He only played the six games, but he took 35 wickets. So he's yeah, that's a pretty yeah, that's fifth, a fair effort. Fifth on the wicket takers. Strike rate of 36. Um, yeah, strike rate of 36, an average of 19. Yeah, that's oh, pretty yeah. good. Two five-wicket hauls. So if he can get fit, left yeah. armour, yeah. Uh, play all 10 matches. Yeah, or he'll play for Australia if he's left armour. Yeah. yeah. Is he fast or is he... No, yeah, get him in. Yeah. Just left-handed. You just oh, play yeah. for Australia, mate. Simple. Yeah. It's a Hawthorne rule. Yeah, left foot. You're so, well, we've got also then, it's an unusual timing, but um, although the Matador Cup was in October, um, so it finished about four months ago, they named the Australian Cricket Association Matador Cup all started. Yeah, right. So let's try and jog right. our memory of that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sean Marsh, Nick Madison, Steve Smith, Callum Ferguson, yep. Nathan Reardon, Moises Enriquez, <laughs> Matthew Wade, John Hastings, Mitchell Stark, James Patterson and John Holland. So none of those two, so those sides are completely different to the um, mm. Sheffield Shield side. So yeah. no one made the no one made both. Ones. No, no, no one did. Yeah. Yeah, right. Mm. So that was interesting. And then the BBL All Star Team of the Year: Usman Kawaja, uh-huh. Sean yeah, Marsh, yeah. Chris Lee, Travis Head, Mike Hussey, Dwayne Bravo, Dwayne Pipe, yeah. uh, Tim Payne, Andre Russell, the Love Muscle. Adil Rashid, Andrew Ty, and Clint McKay. Oh, hey. the same time as Clint McKay. Hey. And Finchie. Hey. Hey. So, not he likes being with those teams. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he enjoys it if it is. Number one ranked 12th man in World T20. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, so that's uh, a wrap of uh, the Shield and the Futures League and what's happening there. Cool. 
And we head over now to Mick for Inside Club. Oh, yes, please. This is the best part of my fortnight. <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, for this week's Inside Clubland, uh, we're going to continuing like I always do with people of Clubland. So, um... Since the 2005 Ashes and Andrew Flintoff's heroics, the all-rounder has seen a resurgence as the must-have player for every cricket side. Basically, cricket's equivalent to Tickle Me Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> as this filtered down from the national team to Clubland, the issue arose that for every park cricket Jacques Callis, you will encounter about 37 Alex Keith types. <laughs> Which brings us to the unique type of all-rounder I will discuss today, and that is the fielding all-rounder. <laughs> this is the break in the side that has taken the Jonty Rhodes approach to cricket. The fielding all-rounder averages about 8.5 in the twos, but is the only bloke at the club who can throw the stumps down so he gets picked in the first. <laughs> the fielding all-rounder is also the type of player who seems to field everything. No matter where he stands, the pill seems to go in his direction. By the end of the day, he's handled more balls than Jenna Jameson in her prime. <laughs> That's a, she's a porn star. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, FAR, the FAR also has the safest hands in the club. And you put your house on it any time the ball goes his way. That is until the final game of the year when he drops the opposition's gun bat five times, helping him make a ton, but costing you the game and your spot in the finals in the process. As the FAR looks around hoping the ground will swallow him, the 10 other fielders are mentally calculating how long they have to wait until they can dump more crap on him <laughs> in the front doorstep of Punt Road after a Richmond loss. <laughs> Alrighty, so that's me done for the uh, fielding all-rounder. So we move on. So I've got the master of ceremonies. Yeah, yes, please. So the MC, every club has one. The unofficial voice of the club whose heart skips a beat at the sight of a microphone. <laughs> he or she can be found front and centre at every club fa every club function, rattling off more bad one-liners than Warney on a Tinder date. The one skill the MC, the MC seems to possess is to make the crowd chuckle along with him no matter how hard they try not to. In that sense, he is Dave Hughes. You've heard all the jokes before, but a chuckle will still slip out every now and then. <laughs> the club's biggest concern is the junior parents in the front row who have come along to see young Billy pick up his everyone gets a trophy trophy. <laughs> And that the, folk, the, folks, the folks may not appreciate the MC's ability to use the F-bomb as a noun, verb, and adjective. <laughs> Still reeling from his speech to the under-15s under kids where he swore a grand total of 57 times in 10 minutes. But honestly, that's pretty fucking impressive. <laughs> despite, the concerns his, despite the concerns, he behaves himself and does his best Mark Nicholas impersonation, except that the MC is entertaining. <laughs> Alrighty, so from there we move over to the workhorse. So the workhorse is the guy at the club who always seems to do everything. Usually, but not always, a member of the committee who loves the club more than the disappointing gossip kid they call his son. <laughs> he comes from a long line of volunteers with his father and grandfather also serving on the committee in years gone by. The workhorse can be found emptying bins, making cordial for drink breaks or slicing up sandwiches and watermelon for lunch. But when it comes to the workhorse, these are only a quarter of what he puts in. Behind the scenes is where the workhorse really rakes up the hours. Attending league meetings, entering registrations, clearances and scores of my cricket. Keeping the peace between the club's warring factions. Just <laughs> name a name of your past he fulfills. But to his credit, the workhorse never complains. He happily goes about his business because he knows the club needs it. And he don't, and he wouldn't, and he won't let anyone help, even if they ask. Nah, it's all good, mate. Is his reply to anyone <laughs> offering a helping hand? To everyone out in Clubland, I'll give this advice: Whenever you see the workhorse going about his business, offer to help. He'll say no, but he'll remember you offered, and it will warm his heart. <laughs> oh, very touching. Oh, that's beautiful. All right, Isn't it? Yeah. I've got a tear coming down my face. How was the preamble sensational? Yeah. Alright, so I've got one more. I've got oh. an, I've did four, I did four this week. So oh, bumper episode. Yeah. So, special Easter edition. <laughs> so, last but not least, we've got the big fish. <laughs> a member of Clubland I briefly touched on a few weeks ago in my very first Inside Clubland. The big fish is usually a bloke playing one to two grades below a grade he should really be playing in. 
They can they can usually be fair. They usually sorry. There usually can be a few reasons for this, but most common are trophies and glory. <laughs> a good sized chunk of all big fish are trophy hunting. Playing in the lower grades, they have something besides a giant hangover to take home from presentation night. The trophy hunter didn't grow up with un, with unwavering back with the unwavering back padding of an overzealous parent, so he chases recognition in the form of small wood mounted gold plated men. A bit like Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Minus the supermodels, that is. Yeah. Now, the other type of big fish you'll come across is the bloke chasing glory. Unlike the trophy hunter who's chasing individual accolades, the glory hunter big fish is chasing team success, i.e. a premiership. The glory hunter will be in his late to mid-30s and is yet to catch... The ever elusive flag. So we convinced the first eleven captain that his spot would be better used on one of the young blokes, and he'll go back to the twos and help <laughs> those blokes out. Seemed like a good plan until halfway through March, when the big fish is spectating as the first eleven hoist a shield above their head as they pose for a premiership photo. <laughs> Whilst disappointed, the big fish tells himself, "Ah, I probably wouldn't have got picked anyway." <laughs> Now, finally, there is a third and far rarer big fish who patrols the waters of Clubland, and that's the teacher. The teacher, like his big fish brethren, should be playing in a higher grade, but chooses to play lower grades because he wants to teach the younger fellas coming through how to become better cricketers, and hopefully one's plays. The teacher takes pride in every one of his young pupils, takes a wicket or makes a good score, parading around like a proud peacock. Whilst being a teacher, big fish doesn't sound being so. Whilst being a teacher, big fish doesn't sound very glamorous. There is a sense of pride when one of your players gets promoted to the first eleven. Also, taking forty-six wickets, bowling off is is good fun too. <laughs> and that's inside club land for this week. Yeah. You idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, I just had to get some stats in. Yeah. <laughs> Social media hate speak, or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. Oh, David Warner's brother. Yeah, and he yeah. went nuts on the tweets. Everyone yeah. shut up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a bit of that going there. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. So the ugly side of women's cricket. Yeah. Was there a bit of the you don't run out the don type thing? Yes, yeah. a bit of that. Yeah. yeah. You don't run out the laddie. You don't yeah, run out the laddie. <laughs> I actually watched the um, game last night. Yep. Mm-hmm. Tell us about it, please. Uh, Sri Lanka can't field. Anything else? Uh, either, either that ground is full of potholes or those girls can't feel because they misfielded so much. Well, let's be honest, uh, um, their male counterparts in the Asian parts. Yeah, well, they don't feel very well, well either. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and, if you want to, and if you ever want to practice your cover drive, women's cricket's the place to be. There's, there was a lot, like, Milani and uh, Healy at the start and then Meg Lanning at the end because only the three batted. Oh, it was just, it was a cover drive clinic. That was just, just, this, mate. Oh, it was fantastic for them. It was magnificent. <laughs> it was good to watch too. Valani can bat. She's a she's a ripper. Like, yeah. She looked really good. Yeah. So Meg Lanning batted well as per usual. What did Hills own, mate? She's carrying a famous cricket name. I'm sure she oh, was. she only made about uh, she only made twelve odds. She ran down the pitch and missed one and got bowled. <laughs> but before she, in the fielding, like she ma- she had an amazing stumping, like yeah. just lightning quick. Like took the bars off. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Constantly. 
But I was good. It was really well. Mm, and it's good that you were there at the ground and reporting back in now. Yeah. So. <laughs> it yeah. sounds like yeah, it. I was sitting next to uh, Omni and Bamara and uh, Russell Arnold in the commentary box. Oh, so I, was doing support, stats. I like that guy. Mm. Yeah, you're just breaking up a little bit, Mick, but that's all right. It's a long way to Nile West. Yeah. Uh, we are going Yes, I agree. I imagine that would be a hilarious <laughs> gag that we didn't hear one word of. On phone lines. Uh, Telstra, that's who I blame. We move on now to our next special segment, and it's over to Dave with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Before you get in, David Bullock on his notepad has written more words in this one episode than he has in the previous 13 episodes of his work. Look at it all. Like a novel. Anyway, continue. Yeah, no, so I got some good feedback about this segment. They said, uh, Bullock really enjoyed the way you went from being 100% negative just to 80% negative. <laughs> so, I said, yeah, no, that's, if I could just get some good stuff out of the way first, yeah. then I can really start handing on some of the shit that's giving me the shits. Yeah. So we'll start with the good, Ross. Mm. Um, you know what I really liked during this fortnight? The Afghanistan players not giving a shit about reputations. Mm, yeah. Did you see that? Um, yeah, Mohammed Shazad saying break. that he wanted Dale Stane to play because he thinks he's got it over him. And he was spewing <laughs> that Dale Stane was like Dale <laughs> <the team>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, This is a man who's like one of the best one-day international bowlers of all time. Yeah. And Shazad's going, no, nah, get him in the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like facing him. I so, really he, like he, he did that power stumping. Oh, that's he just waited, ever waited, seen. and then just smashed the bow. <laughs> yeah. The bloke still turned around waiting for him to do it. <laughs> and then the throw of the ball yeah, oh, the next to the umpire. Who did that remind you of? David Bullock. Yeah. <laughs> he, he also he missed a he missed a call behind the other day, and then it pretty poorly ran over and picked up the ball and ran the bloke out. Oh, yeah. And yeah, just yelling in his face afterwards. Oh, <laughs> Real park cricket. Stuff, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, a little bit Great. of a gut on him. Yeah, yeah. Sort of funny, short. Another <laughs> another good I had during this fortnight we touched on earlier was Cam White's ninety odd not out, getting the Vixen yeah. to the Shield final. Stonewalling. Yeah, yeah. Just, and again, see, a lot of it seems like me, yeah. you know, we're just stonewalling yeah. stuff. So I thought that was a really good uh, body of work for his CV going forward, for his CV CV, which yeah. is Cricket Victoria CV. And the other good was me, Weasley, That'll be Mike. good for next year when he's in the future. Like, yeah, exactly. Teach people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He is the teacher fish. Yeah. My <laughs> teacher fish. <laughs> Uh, one of the, the last good I had was me weaseling my way into the NMCA radio show next year just by getting drunk with the current host oh, good. after the A-grade grand final. So because of our internationally renowned podcast, podcast. Um, yep. heard of you. potential for me to be working for the uh, Northern Metro Cricket Association. Yeah. Um, so we move on to the bed. Um, and the bad is also me for calling uh, Massacadza last week Henry, when his real name was actually Hamilton. Oh, Hamilton Massacadza. Yes, oh, I called him Henry. Uh, in my defence, I was probably, pretty hammered. Yeah, yeah you're probably getting confused with Henry longer. Yes, another famous yeah, CW. Blessing Marlon, too. Yeah, yeah, uh, the confused. next bad I have, Rod Marsh. To Yeah. Leaving Aaron Finch out for Agar. Finch could have bowled and over for 18. Could have bowled yeah. probably for only That's 12 right, yeah. or 15. And yeah. actually might have made some runs with the yeah. bat. So uh, Rod Marsh is not long of this world if he keeps his shit up, I'm telling yeah. you. Someone yeah. is going to murder Rod Marsh. <laughs> I, I reckon Johnny Rarity might rise from the dead. Yes. Is he dead? Isn't he? He's been he looked dead like he'd been walking dead for years. walking dead. And probably the ugly... The Australians, men and women, mm. inability to play 2020 cricket. Yeah, yeah. I don't like international T20s, but if we're going to play it, we might as well fucking win it. If we're going to yeah. be in it, let's win it. Yeah, yeah. Let's not just go yeah. and become also rounds and be like the West Indies are only good at one form of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Let's win True. them all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and my last ugly, which I think we can all agree on, the Bangladesh run chase against India. Oh. Wasn't well, that a oh, shock? Yeah. Yeah. Is it three for three, three needing two to win. Trying to hit the ball out of the park. So that's the good, the bad, and the downright ugly this week. Yeah. That would have knocked India yeah. out of the tournament, wouldn't it? They yes. would have lost two games. Yep. That would have been ours. Yep. Fucking Bangladesh. Yeah, jeez. Australia has to do with a couple of you know, <laughs> Get a hold of themselves and do something. 
Piss fart around the edges of World Cricket for too long. That's right. Anyway, well, if they can actually play the test against anyone, they're not oh, allowed exactly. to. Yeah. They're to play against Australia. They made the Asia Cup final. Yeah. So that's all the Asian countries playing T20 against India and then just yeah. it away. Just need to get some nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Vic. Afghanistan animation. Yes. Yeah. Do we have an update on the Royal Children's Hospital tally, mate? I think it's at $5.50. <laughs> well, if I do Design that looks like it's been put together with electrical tape. Like it's yeah, got no, it's got no sort of style to it. It's yeah. just like, like New Zealand bottom. itself. There's yeah. just no style at all. Well, though, England were wearing like a puce number. Yeah, the other night. red, I think. Black pants <laughs> and <laughs> weird red top. Yeah. Like, it doesn't go. It doesn't yeah. look shit. Yeah. It doesn't look like they're, they're yeah. dickheads. Like, I hate them. Joe Roots. I just don't understand why the whole field school, like, everyone has the same top in different colours, like, tournament style, why that got screwed. Yeah, I know, I'm hearing you, mate. Yeah, I'm just hearing you, but I don't think the listeners are. <laughs> no. Uh, it's good. 92 World Cup. Just wear the same stuff yeah. with a different name on yep. it, different yeah. colour. When you look back at it, that we only look back at it with rose-coloured glasses. That top's actually pretty shit with the lightning bolts and stuff. Yeah, yeah but, but 